Welcome to Free and Figuring It Out, a weekly podcast hosted by two Brits, Sherelle Griffith and Verity Brown, on a mission to support, empower and reassure fellow independent millennial women that they can be self-sufficient, successful and seen. Hello, hello, hello and welcome back to our podcast, Free and Figuring It Out. We hope you are well. This week, I have been figuring out, and bear with me on this one, it sounds heavy, but it's not, I'll break it down, but the anti-capitalist approach to business. So for those of you who listened to the last episode, I've decided to begin um, coaching again, but specifically with queer women, and also very specifically just on my terms, as in, you know, I don't want to go down the route of looking at sales page templates funnels all those things it's just not where I'm at at the minute it's not how I want to do this and if without it it doesn't work then that's how it was meant to be um it just I just want to be as authentic as I can both to me um to my clients and to the process with this so I I suppose subconsciously have been trying to find models of how that can work you know like sort of expanders in a way of, of how that that actually works and I've had a few people like in and out my life that's shown that there are different ways of doing it so I've mentioned before Lacey Phillips with Tibby Magnetic um part of her 12-month um, membership but at the end of the 12 months they do not renew it it ends and mm. you can then renew it yourself and it's tiny little things like that that just make me think there are people out there who yes we need to be paid for our experience and skills but who don't just want money for the sake of money and so a podcast that me and Charlotte again actually talk about later on in the um episode um I went down a bit of a rabbit hole with it and ended up listening to this episode um with um a person called Bear Herbert beautiful name I just adore the name and they um talk about the anti-capitalist approach to business and I suppose the key principles of it number one is rather than being like I want a 5k month I want a 10k month all this that we know it's like actually figuring out what money do you need for the life you want like write it down like you know I would like a white hybrid Land Rover Evoque so how much is that going to cost me a month you know and I would like to rent a flat by the sea how much is that going to cost me a month and I actually work out what are my monthly outgoings for the life that I want Mm. not crazy but the life that I truly desire you know at this stage let's not think jumping up to the million pound Malibu house or whatever like let's think Malibu we live in England love (laughs) I know I need some I need some babes um so that was interesting because then it's really about then she talked about when people say charge your worth (sighs) which has always been something that has triggered me as someone who I realize now has very little self-worth and it's been something that I've been realizing over the past year I suppose that for what I've achieved in my life and from where I came from I still put so much pressure on myself to 
be this thing that actually I've already achieved 10 million times over what I think I was meant to as the baby born into the house and area that I was and things like that so it's all about charge what is like you know matching to to the life you want and to the skills and, and knowledge that you have sort of thing and and I don't know just all this breakdown and then the other thing which really really felt good to a certain extent was about having different levels of charging now this is complex because for two reasons one I genuinely believe when you get something for free you are not as attached to it or connected to it or committed to it so um I am reluctant to give services for completely free Something that I've thought a lot about is that I would happily exchange services for free to people who genuinely need it for free, who will then go and volunteer their time and show evidence of that in exchange Mm. for the service that I give. So that's something that I've been thinking about. And secondly, you know, to charge those amounts that is worthy of, I shouldn't use that word, but you know, it is for the knowledge and skills you have to the and the women who can afford it happily pay for it and it all sort of balances out if you see what I mean so again it's all about this approach of accessibility and not excluding because I mean we've spoke about it so much in the figuring money out series but you know I'm a great believer and even though for years I argued this but I do truly believe that the rich get richer and the poor get poorer and it's not as simple as linear as it sounds but there's a gap in wealth in knowledge in worth in education etc and if we can kind of close that gap by allowing people with let's just like say no money or no spare money to services that will help them understand themselves better, help them understand money better, whatever areas of life they need and start bridging that Mm -hmm. gap rather than saying to the rich women out there, here's a great service that that you can afford, like buy it from me. And then they get stronger and more worthier and which is brilliant. I don't want to stop that from happening, but there's all these women at the bottom that are drowning because you know it's just firefighting day to day. So there's a lot, there's a lot there and I'm thinking about it a lot. I know, but I just, there was just something so like, like, oh my gosh, I found like something clicked in me. I was like, this is what I've needed to hear for a very long time. And I think there's such a lack of this sort of discussion in the entrepreneurial world. and I think the thing that upsets me the most is that I think I've found it sometimes and then I've realised that those people aren't genuine. Um, mm. And I think a good example, which we've just spoke about recently, is the Brewdog example. And for anyone who doesn't know what's happening there, Brewdog, this very ethical, independent, um, equal rights uh, beer company who it's now transpiring on quite all that um through the way that they treat their staff um and steal ideas and things like that which obviously needs to be proven but um it just was like oh gosh like you were Mm. meant to be the people who showed us that it can be done so yeah big topic but figuring out 
Well, I think it'd be really interesting to keep us updated on some of the examples you find, because I think mm. one of the difficulties, definitely, I would say, is we are very much influenced by the environment we're around and with everyone pushing those same messages. Like, you know, when you said about someone not auto subscribing you, for example, and it's like, yeah, we've all been taught the Amazon. It's just keep people on paying and they have to stop it and you know going back to our money episodes that's why we tell people check your subscriptions that change one change in a business of moving people onto a subscription model and auto taking payments makes companies so much more money and people aren't going into the service they're not using it it's wasting their money Mm. so there are so many little things I can understand that are all build up but when we find examples of people who are who have managed to build a business without following them I think it does help you to believe that you can do it that way so I think any examples you can bring to the table in future episodes I'd definitely be interested to hear about um, because I think having a bigger variety of models to look at is always a good thing yeah yeah definitely well my figuring out feels so light and pathetic and fluffy and I'm not normally the fluffy one (laughs) so I feel a bit embarrassed if I'm honest (laughs) because I am in back in Instagram I've decided I'm going to commit to playing the game again and I'm back on reels and I'm looking to remix it. So Instagram reels came out what summer 2020. I got on it a little bit. I tried it. You know, everyone's like, as a marketer, I know new feature. That's the best way to get reach. It absolutely did. I saw the 2021 strategy day off it. Believe all these things. But after I moved, I didn't have my little space that I'd been doing meals in before, just fell off the wagon with it totally. And I was like, nope, I've moved now, no more excuses, get back on it. And it's been going well. So I've made a few views are going well, people are engaging, it's all good. But actually, like the level that you can get to is intense. So I think like last year, I'd just be like, point, 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 point. Actually, I have to thank Verity because she was the one that said, we need to do them for the figuring money out series. And that's what made me get back on it. But now I spent like the other day, like looking at like all the transitions. <laughs> so mm-hmm. like, like so, so yesterday I made one where like I disappeared out of my chair. I've been I love at- that one. That was br- absolutely. I mean, please go to Sherelle's account. It was br- it's brilliant, brilliant. So I've been looking at this and like trying to look at these ones where like people swap clothes. I'm like, Sherelle, you're not even into fashion. You want to wear the same <laughs> thing every single day. So why? But that's like a trend, isn't it? So then I've just been looking, and it, it actually is just really like sparked something in me because actually I really enjoyed like filming and editing like that's a part of my life like actually you know I did dance for camera when I was doing my degree like I remember sitting in the studio and editing and you know one of my proper I suppose like teen fantasy dream jobs was to be like a music director like make music videos like mm. I was thinking this I would be see that. Mm-hmm. and so there's just that little thing about doing reels that just sorts of like brings that back just this like making little videos so yeah I'm really enjoying the creative process I'm enjoying like looking at people trying to like learn some of the new tricks like look at what cuts to do and stuff and like musicality like actually Mm. that does bring me joy like music brings me joy so even just like listening things and thinking like even if you are just pointing like are you pointing on the beat like come on use a dancer you better get on it mate so but now the next thing is remix so I don't you're on TikTok because you'll know what it's been ripped off. Is it called duet in TikTok? Maybe, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah, I think it's called duets in TikTok. So Instagram, 
oh no you haven't really ripped it off clearly they've ripped it off and it's called remixes and so you get to make someone you get to do a video alongside someone else's that is the latest feature at the time of recording this episode so that's going to be the thing that's getting pushed the most to be fair people I follow aren't using that much because I'm not seeing them on my feed at the moment but from other marketing people I'm speaking to they're saying that's definitely like you can see it's coming in more and more um I haven't quite worked out how for my business to do them one of the things I think I need to do is try and make a video of myself that I can then remix because what you, you don't want to be promoting to someone else really so it's like how do I make the first video that then would make sense for me to be able to do a remix with and then also probably just doing some collab with some other business owners that I really respect and so I don't mind us like remixing each other's but I don't want to just be like supporting some random person just because they've got a good video to remix it feels more easy for like musicians and dancing and comedy and stuff like that so yeah I've got to get my head around how to do the Mm. remix yeah I've seen a few remixes and I'll be honest the quality has been pretty shoddy if I'm honest like I think people are a little bit confused as to how unless you're like you're saying singing a duet or something I think it's a little bit confusing sometimes how to do it well so mm. I think it will come with practice you know I think with everything like we'll get better and better like, I looked at my first reel and it's so like shy so like disjointed and stuff but that's how people did it like when they first came out and now it's you know it I mean it changes so quickly doesn't it but um yeah maybe maybe we do a remix Sherelle maybe uh, I'll have to think of something <laughs> give it a little practice a little trial on the old free and figure out um but no that sounds exciting yeah and uh I'm all for the for the real life and I I just think you have a beautiful energy to go on real like it's just you can't help but watch when you did the Beyonce one with the uh, the beautiful blue wall I was like I was like yeah yeah like so behind you <laughs> so go and check out Cheryl's reels um so when it comes to what I've been reading uh, recently, um, it was actually an article in The Guardian that I read um, called Have a Little Empathy, Barley Tires of Badly Behaved Foreign Influencers. Now, we all know that um, Bali is this place where the digital nomad goes to um, enjoy cheap living, um, beautiful climate you know great community etc etc um and we all know if you've listened for a while that it's somewhere that I would love to live for a little bit but I've always had this little bit of a struggle with it and the struggle comes from I think um the fact that a lot of the people I see in Bali I'm saying this from my own opinion and what I've seen are white and straight and um, from what I can see, don't integrate into society that much. Now, having lived in India for three months, when I was working, I lived on my own. I get it's not that straightforward to integrate into a society that is very different from the society we come from. However, I did everything I could to not feel like I was taking without giving um, by living in a different place. And so I did efforts to um, 
you know, like learn the language um, to sort of shop in the local like juice bars and green grocers and things like that. Um, I think Delhi's maybe a bit different because, you know, everyone, well, I basically was the only white person around for quite a while. You know, it wasn't like there was this big Western community there. But yeah, this article is about how, um, well, it kind of, it starts off with saying a Russian Instagrammer who launched his motorbike off a dock crashing into the sea, two YouTube pranksters who fooled a supermarket guard with drawn on face masks, violating the island's health rules, a couple allegedly filming porn on a sacred mountain. Bali has hosted a range of badly behaved influencers during the pandemic, and now it's had enough. And this isn't the first article I've read about um, this. And one that really kind of comes back to me is um, a lesbian black couple who I read about who um, ended up being deported from Bali um, because they, I think they did a guide as to basically how to move to Bali. And it was a few of the things were a bit illegal or a bit like pay this amount and someone will sort this out and stuff. And I think the thing that really triggered me with that is Bali actually isn't that LGBTQIA plus friendly. Um, and actually, there's a lot of Balinese people who are persecuted for being part of that community. And I think, again, it was taking Western privilege a bit too far. And they were like, it's great for queer people. And it's like, it may be great for queer people visiting, but not for the Balinese people who are queer. And so with everything there's layers um but it just was a really interesting article and I respect people who have built a business that enables them to live in Bali and and enjoy this life and yes it's something that I would I would love to try I just wonder if there is a way um of understanding a bit more about that integration or or knowing what the Balinese people would want ideally from Westerners who come and live on their land. Um, I just think it's something that, yeah, isn't as, as black and white for me as, as maybe it is for other people. Mm, no, I think there's definitely something to be said about, I suppose there's so many places around the world where people decide to go and live. And like you said, just so separate from the culture and respecting it and trying to make an effort to integrate and it's quite interesting because like you said for you living in Delhi it's like there wasn't any of the white people so you, it wasn't like you had that chance you know when I think about like ex countries that have a big expat like population and then they just congregate together yeah. actually you sort of didn't have that opportunity so it helped in a way probably to help mm. you to make the effort to integrate um and to try and be like really respectful of, of the place and it's a shame to think that it also makes it harder for other people that then want to go there because it's like a few bad people make a bad rep for everyone else. So it's just like, yeah, we wouldn't want people coming to our country and doing that. So don't treat everywhere like it's your home place and be respectful. It's not that difficult, is it? Mm. Yeah, but it's interesting. I'll link, I'll link to the article. Like I said, you know, there's, there's so many people who are doing it well and correctly and, yeah. and kind of following other rules and respecting the Balinese culture and people. But um, yeah, I've just seen quite a few examples now um, and it's just tr triggered me, I suppose, in, in the, um, uh, that, 
Yeah, and maybe it is a thing, you know, like of other people ruin it for the people who genuinely want to build a new life somewhere with respect to to the land and the people. So, um, yeah, but I will link to it and you can have a little read and, and kind of think about how you feel about those things. Cool. Well, I have been reading more than enough Claiming Space for Who You Are, No Matter What They Say, by Elaine Wetterworth. Wetterworth, possibly. Um, and so this was actually a book I read last summer on what was named Blackout Tuesday. So for anyone who doesn't know, last year, shortly after um, the death of George Floyd, a lot of companies, particularly in the music industry, and at the time I was working for someone that was in that space, um, was had what was called Blackout Tuesday. And so it was a day that on social media, that people put the black squares on all their social rather than post anything about their business. And quite a number of employees were given the day to educate themselves, I think was what we were told, on issues to do with uh, Black Lives Matter, which obviously as someone who, you know, I am, I am of mixed heritage. Some of my background is from, so I have some African and some Caribbean was a very interesting thing to be told to like basically educate myself on black culture black knowledge black whatever I was like what am I meant to do but this was a book I actually had on my shelf that I'd had a little while and so I thought actually I'm going to read it because um Elaine um identifies as biracial and she was actually in the like publishing world so I think it was Teen Vogue she became the former editor-in-chief of Teen Vogue yeah she's amazing I love her <laughs> So, um, but it was really interesting. So the book is a little bit more like slightly more autobiographical possibly than I would normally like to read of a book. But I think at the time, based on what I was, what we were meant to be doing, it really made sense for me to read it because it follows, I suppose, her journey. You've actually found about her realities of being a biracial woman in America, trying to move up publishing, trying to deal with the politics, a lot about her story of like her experience as a child and as a teenager. Um, but obviously the work side of it just really connected with me in this idea of like, how do we deal with, you know, we all know there's so many work politics regardless of what, regardless. So never mind adding on an extra layer of like race. And what, but what particularly I think was interesting was obviously she's a great writer, duh. Like, so it's, it's a really like enjoying, enticing book to read. But I suppose like some of her experiences of actually at the end when she decided to walk away and actually like she left. And I think that sort of decision very much struck with me at the time. It, there was, I wrote like quite a few quotes just from feeling so like, there's so many difficult decisions. And I think it's one that, you know, I've definitely, I feel it now as someone who has now made that choice to step out of that career ladder. It's like, there is a feeling of wanting to rise up for yourself, but also to be, you know, to break the boundaries, to be the first, to help to show other people they can do it. And actually, you know, to step out of that, sometimes it is for you and it's the best decision to make for you. But that doesn't mean it's always easy because you realise actually the more the more black people that step out of the career, that's just going to be, it sort of isn't reinforcing what we're trying to make and what we're trying to do. So I really like, I just want to talk about a game because I think, you know, the anniversary of George Floyd's death did come around. It was, I found it a very interesting time to look online and see how many of these companies that had like Blackout Tuesday, what did they do a year later? So many people just didn't exist. There's so many companies that have fallen totally back on their commitments um, that they made at that time. And it 
definitely feels as if some people were just following the it's the trendy thing to do we better be seen to do it and they haven't followed through on the momentum but um regardless of you know as Verity said she thoroughly loves Elaine and all her work anyway she's a great writer it's a very interesting book regardless but I definitely think for anyone who's having problems claiming space to really try and like own who you are be 100% you particularly in a like business career like public sphere definitely was very inspiring Mm, yeah no that that sounds funny I followed her on Instagram when she was um editor of Team Vogue and then went through the process of her as she left and mm. and I get what you mean it's it's a difficult one isn't it because as a black woman you're wanting to be that woman for younger generations to look up to and be like wow there's a black woman you know a bit like Kamala Harris like you know yeah. South Asian black woman it, at the highest point that we they've ever been in, in Congress in the, in the, you know, and it now, um, it's the Roger Mile, Roger Mile, Roger Bannister Mile run um, sort of thing, isn't it? That you see someone doing that and it's like, all of a sudden you're like, I can do that. And yes, mm -hmm. some people think that without needing the, the expander there already, but others need that visual representation. Um, and so it's great to see, black women going then out on their own and, and building lives that they desire but then you're losing that representation from the the workplace aren't you mm. and it it's um yeah I, I get it it's it's a tricky one but the book sounds sounds brilliant so um yeah we'll put that in the in the show notes definitely well for our last segment for this episode uh we've actually decided to have a little chat about the same thing because <gasps> I actually discovered this through Sherelle um and then binged because I just totally fell in love with it so Sherelle do you want to introduce it I feel like you know it a yeah. bit better and then we can chat so I have had a bit of a where are all the fabulous female marketers that's been a bit of my mm. thing recently because I felt as if the space was very populated with American, a lot of white men. And so I was asking other women in our respect, I did an open call on my Instagram, but then did some private DMs just to find out where all these great people are. And someone mentioned, oh, do you know Maggie Patterson? So her handle on Instagram is small business boss. And they were like, check her out and her podcast duped. And actually this was a mini series that's just but it's a standalone podcast which is called duped the dark side of online business and I can't remember who told me and I'm literally like oh my gosh thank you because this podcast has just been like like so many of the things I think in my head like they they've just been bang on and yes I listened to it and I was like Verity you need to listen <laughs> to this <laughs> 100% yeah oh it, it was so well Sherelle kind of started me off with the episode 291 which is called the problem with income claim marketing so I think you shared it and I was like oh my gosh I need to listen to this because again you know for those of you who've listened or not like I have been duped I, I believe um and whoever's fault or responsibility that is I feel like I've been duped um and um you know there's been a few things where I've, I've bought two courses that were five thousand pounds together one I was able to get a refund for but it wasn't a nice process got two thousand pound back the other one isn't budging 
um at all so I've just basically lost three grand um, and all that went on credit cards as well so I'm still paying that back um and then one was working with a coach and it was actually interesting I listened to a, a live and they were saying about you know you're never going to achieve what you want to with the coach if you don't have a clear goal and I was like my clear goal with my coach was this amount of money which I made nothing mm. and uh and so, but what you can't go back to the coach. Oh, we said we've made this amount. We, I made nothing. Well, they'll go, well, Your you obviously didn't try hard enough. <laughs> and you're like, I did everything you said. And it always takes me back again to the episode in Sex and the City where Charlotte reads that self-help book. And she's like, I've been doing the affirmations. I've been, mm. but it's not come yet. And she's like, maybe just try a bit harder. And Carrie stands up and she's like, she is trying. And I'm like, this is how I feel. I need and you carry there to go she has done everything she can and so just that episode for me was just like oh my gosh it's not just me someone else is talking about this and they talk all about don't they like um you know just how basically someone says I've made a hundred grand doing this join me and you can make a hundred grand doing this Mm. and yeah part of our brain is like well that makes sense like you've proven it you have put this system in place and then now I've listened to this podcast you're like whoa 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 there's so much more there is so so many other tangibles and that's the thing like it's like income and income marketing is basically just trying to sell a lifestyle one I mean personally for me one of my biggest things that bugs me is because a top line figure does not say how much you're taking home and all I care about is actually taking home what you said at the beginning this idea of like how much you need for your life like actually people can have a business that makes all this money it does not reflect on how much they are personally taking home so yeah. that's always one thing these massive top line income figures I think and I think a lot of people don't understand that you know they are taking advantage of people who aren't money savvy that actually aren't mm. going to sit down and be like actually what about my tax what about my thing what about my Facebook ads etc cetera, etc cetera. what actually is my profit margin on this people aren't doing those calculations for one um, and secondly as you said it, just because it works for them doesn't mean it's going to work for every single body like to me and it's so fascinating for me when I work with clients that I can absolutely make like strategies and I'm like they do they don't always work exactly the same for everyone because there's just other factors at play and you just it's never going to be this exact same environment you don't know what the audience they've got you don't know how much reputation they've already built up you don't there's like so many other things that feed into that and so just by saying this is what I've earned this is what I've sorry created in revenue not what you've actually like taken home Uh. doesn't mean that anyone else is going to do that same thing so it's very much playing into lifestyles but it's because people have ambitions to make big money that's why people play the lottery yeah yeah but also you know again where where does that come from it comes from society it comes from me you know it that's the other thing that I wish someone I just wish I'd realized what I knew now that I don't need all that money that I've been made to feel like I do to feel like I'm worthy or I've achieved something so that was a really interesting one and then that this same podcast was how I discovered Bear Her Bear because um, they spoke about this anti-capitalist approach to business. Um, And then, yeah, we spoke about Duped, which was the sort of new podcast she's she's released. And did you listen to the bait and switch? 
So episode. I do listen to the bait and switch, and I also literally, literally listen to the culty side of online business. Mm. So we could do bait and switch first. Do bait and switch. Well, I mean, it's just it's very simple, but it's just kind of like um, sort of being promised the world, and then sort of giving your money over, and then it not quite being that, and then you feeling like you're the one that is in the wrong or you are responsible um and when they were talking about it I was like oh my god I've seen this happen so much it just made my skin crawl I was just like gosh so many people do this it's crazy um so that was a really good episode and yeah talk about the cool the culty side of online business the reason why I love this again is they actually had a framework so there's like there was some type of person they're referring to talks about cults and the actual like four different I suppose characteristics and like I said they're not saying online business is a cult but they definitely tap into some characteristics that are associated with cults so for example this idea of like being either you're an insider or you're an outsider and so this idea like as soon as people stop paying their membership people never talk to you ever again it's like you don't exist and yeah. that for example really reminds me of like that those high-end masterminds where I'm like this is the same people I see you on all each other's stories it's the same people that are just like we're the inside circle we're all hanging out with no name and we all just support each other and it's definitely a that does feel very cool too in that sense but then another thing that really spoke was like this idea of like how people are using like uh, hypnosis or NLP. And as soon as she mm. said NLP, I was like, because so, so if you don't know, um, oh, I'm going to say this wrong, probably NLP stands for neuro linguistic programming. Yeah. And it's definitely used in so many sales tactics. And what was really interesting was, um, in the podcast they were saying like you know I don't mind NLP being used on me but if for example yeah you're in a I don't know if it was a therapist used it or the woman was talking about someone using it on her um they say like I'm now gonna do like NLP like is that okay and then they go through this process but the thing is it happens to us and we're not aware of it because there's no yeah. disclaimer you're reading it and actually like people are using their words against you and I think that really just was like a big like oh my gosh like we are being programmed to get like you said to get sucked in and so I found that episode but so 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 fascinating I really really enjoyed it but I think the whole series is just so much good stuff like if you've ever felt like you have been duped if you ever think I brought a course and I shouldn't have done I signed up a coach and I haven't anything that felt uneasy like listening to that series has just been so valuable for me mm. and also yeah. has given I suppose it taps in a little bit to like what you were saying earlier about that anti like capitalist trying to think about doing business a different way is yeah they're the two people that are talking aren't building their business that way so they are trying to give suggestions of how you could do it differently and they you are, you are getting a glimpse of it so even though they're talking about the dark side they definitely are showing you a little bit of how to be stay in the light let's say yeah and you know uh, as honest as I mean uh, the women that I don't know but um mm. you know you kind of you you get a vibe from them and, and you know they were saying like we've used the income strategy before when we were at the start of our business we've and one of them said that I use the like basically double your revenue sort of line yes and then she said and, so, and she said some people in the group did some people didn't so I stopped using it because it wasn't true 
And I'm like, oh my God, that's so refreshing to me. <laughs> you know, like rather than be like, well, some people did. So I'll just carry on using it. Mm. Like this, it's all of this that is like, you know, again, the courses that I've bought is because I've been pulled in by the Sophie made 10,000 pounds this month. But no one says that the 99 other people who did this course made nothing. You know, it's all of that. Mm. And it's like, it, it goes into that. You just, you have hope and you're told to um, invest in yourself to, build, yes. you know, and that's what I did. I invested, I put seven grand on credit cards because I was like, I'm going to make this work. I believe in my, you know, and I look back and I think, gosh, you know, like, it's hard and yeah, they, 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 they talk about investing yourself that idea of like trying to put the blame sort of on you mm. like you're not taking those steps like that's part that was in the cool two side of it one they were saying like you know it's that like same the same messages that keep get pushed around that are to make you feel guilty and feel as if it is your own fault um yeah so definitely yeah if you are running business check it out because it's been definitely I would say the most eye-opening and different podcast I've listened to probably all year by far like it's just so I just really, yeah. really enjoyed it really different and like the duped one is quite a small um series so it's not as if you've got loads of episodes to go through yeah yeah go listen we'll pop a link in the show notes and We'll, we'll pull out of the dark a little bit. Let's get back a light just to end it on. So, <laughs> as I said, I had been refinding my creativity during Reels and it's been really good. And I think there's lots of thoughts around the moment that's been like, actually, how can I do more of this? So my question is, what can I do to tap into my creativity more? Because I think most of us have got more creativity than we probably realise and are using I think most people either see themselves as creative if you're creative you can probably ignore this question you've got 75 million things to write down but if you don't actually think of yourself as creative just think what could I do to tap into my creativity more because I do believe the world's a better place when we are more creative get those juices flowing definitely definitely 100% well thank you for being with us today and do get in touch if anything sparked interest in you if you have any opinions any thoughts on anything that we've spoke about um and let us know if there's any guests that you uh want us to get on the on the podcast um so reach us at free and figuring out at gmail.com or find us on instagram and facebook at free and figuring it out we will see you next week Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Free and Figuring It Out. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss the next installment. And if you want to be a superstar, please leave us a review. Or you can get in touch with us. Drop us an email at freeandfiguringitout at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time.